Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live, 303-690-3000. You just heard that number where you can call in and ask your questions here on the show or give your prayer requests. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado with you hosting uh, on the show for the next hour. And so I'd love for you to be able to call and welcome, uh, whether uh, you're on the East Coast or the West Coast, wherever you're at. want to welcome all, even international listeners that are listening online. But uh, I'm so delighted, so blessed to be with you once again on this Tuesday. Those of you who are listening live, it is the 7th of March. Uh, we are uh, in the month where spring is supposed to come, and uh, sure looking forward to that. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Give me a call. Ask your questions about the Bible or Christian living or what's our worldview as Christians about the things that we see going on around us. And it's very important for us to have a proper biblical worldview in the day in which we are living in, because there's so many voices that are out there, and we want to hear the voice of the Lord. We want to hear the voice of truth. So we got all open lines right now. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number for you to get on the air, and the text line is 720-336-0897. The text line is another way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request. I do want to remind you that that text line is a 24-7 prayer line that the uh, prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora, where Grace FM originates, uh, we'll be looking at those prayer requests and praying for you. And I think that's just a wonderful ministry that is available to you. Uh, as you uh, just give those prayer requests, and you know that there's going to be people praying for you. Prayer is so important in the life of a congregation, the body of Christ, the life of a believer, and we're invited to uh, give our requests to the Lord and uh, to be able to go to Him and to cast our cares on Him. So give me a call uh, if you got a prayer request, or you can text it in if we have time uh, in the show. We'll certainly go to the text line but love to talk to you. That really is the heart of the show, is having a conversation on the air. So welcome all Grace FM listeners along the Front Range in Colorado, up into southern Wyoming. I pray you're doing well. Maybe you're on your way home from work or school, uh, maybe taking the kids to practice, uh, uh, piano practice, uh, maybe sports practice, whatever it might be. Uh, and I'd love for you to just be able to to give me a call if you have the opportunity. Uh, also, like to welcome all those who are listening on Radio by Grace and many stations, I believe, like 77 stations across the nation, you too can call. And uh, I know it may be uh, some of you are listening this evening time on the East Coast, South Carolina and Georgia and Florida. I was in Florida last week visiting my daughter. Oh, it felt so good to be in warm weather. It's been cold here in Colorado. We've had a cold winter. It continues to be cold. I saw some uh, 50s maybe uh, this weekend, and 
uh, made me feel good. But uh, I was in Florida in Orlando seeing my daughter, and it was in the 80s, and it just felt good. So I'd love to hear from you guys from Radio by Grace. And then also, those of you who are listening online, you can call anywhere in the country at 303-690-3000. got all open lines as soon as the phone calls come in. We'll go to the phone lines, and we'll talk about the things of the Lord and ask, answer your questions and uh, take your prayer requests. And uh, so you can call that number and reach me. And then the uh, radio stations that are a week delayed are Hope FM and Truth FM on the East Coast. And so many of you call. So grateful that you're a part of our Calvary Life family and then Higher Rock Radio. And so give me a call. All open lines waiting for the phone lines to ring. And love for you to come as we go to the Word of God to get answers. Uh, one of the things that um, I was reading an article that uh, the prediction NOAA, uh, that is the National Weather Service, many talented scientists and uh, researchers, they come out with their long-range prediction for winter, for spring, for summer in the different regions. And there was an article I was reading about how they really were um, off on the prediction, at least here in Colorado and in in the West. They had predicted that the winter months would bring dry and warmer than normal temperatures. And uh, we have had one of the coldest winters and a very snowy winter in the mountains, which is good because we depend on the snow for our water in the springtime, and especially up here where I live in northern Colorado, uh, water is very important because it's an agricultural area. But there's the article how they were surprised they were uh, far off and they got a grade like a D uh, concerning it. And and they always, you know, the disclaimer is it's just a, a guess on the latest information and research that they do. They're very well trained. They're very smart. Uh, but uh, they uh, said that we were wrong on the long-range prediction. My point is simply this. You know, we can predict things. We can anticipate things. But the Word of God is absolute truth, and that's certainty. And I like what David writes in Psalm 19. He writes that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Uh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey in the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. So there is blessing in going to the Word of God. All of it inspired by God is profitable for us, and it is truth, and we can stand on the truth of God's Word, and it's so important that we do that. So give me a call. Love to talk with you. Point you to the Scriptures, 303-690-3000 is that call-in number, and the text line is 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Welcome everyone who's listening again. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. Usually with you on Mondays and Tuesdays, and love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Uh, the text question has come in. Uh, text questions already. Um, just uh, uh, one that came in. Um, how can I know the will of God in my life? I'm needing guidance for the next step. You know, that is a very, very important question. 
and we can know the Word of God in our lives by reading the uh, the will of God in our lives, by reading the Word of God, first of all, uh, how God wants us to live, what God uh, desires of us, uh, how we can live a life pleasing to Him, uh, about Christian character, how to live in truth. That's number one. But maybe perhaps you're thinking, what is your will, Lord, for me and my life? Uh, do I take this job? Do I live in this city? Do I buy this house? What is your will for me? And a lot of people ask that. And I always encourage them, go to the Lord and pray about it. He desires to speak to you in a still, small voice. And listen, he he will never speak to you in that still, small voice and contradict you know, what he's saying to you in the Word. Sometimes people will say, well, I think this is God's will for me. And, and they'll explain it to me, and it's like, well, God's Word doesn't say you're to live that way or go in that direction. It's very clear. Um, and so as the Lord speaks to you, to give you a piece that rules in your heart, that word rule means as a baseball empire, Colossians chapter 3, uh, Isaiah chapter 30, that as you go to him, he promises that as we wait on him, and it's not always easy to wait on the Lord, but in our spiritual lives, it's very important that we do wait on the Lord. Um, we live in an instant world. We want instant communication. We want instant answers. We want uh, things, you, you know, instant fast food. We don't like waiting for things. But when it comes to our spiritual lives, it is good to wait on the Lord because he promises he'll be good to us. He promises he'll be gracious to us. He promises that he'll even strengthen us, Isaiah chapter 40, uh, as uh, we see that waiting on the Lord is something that, that we need to learn to do. And then he promises, as Isaiah chapter 30 says, to be a voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. So I'd love to talk to you more on that, uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number in the text line, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Colorado Springs. Samantha. Hello. Hi, hi, Samantha. How are you? Great. How are you? I am doing good. You're on Calvary Live. Thanks for calling. Thanks. First, I just wanted to say thank you for so much what you guys do. Um, your radio has gotten through me through so many difficulties in my life, so I just wanted to say thank good. you. Yes. Um, you are I welcome. I wanted to call for a prayer request today. Uh, it was brought to my attention that one of our Colorado elementary schools is holding an after-school state-in program. Um, yeah. And pretty worrisome, but I just wanted a prayer request because I believe with all of us believers that we can overcome everything like this. Yeah, and, you know, that those things, it's not the first club that, you know, called the Satan Club or whatever in the public schools. And it is disturbing. It's it it's uh, concerning and the influence that they want to have in the public schools. And um, it's just dark time. And we want to be praying for our kids. We want to be praying for our schools. I always encourage the teachers. We have a number of teachers in our fellowship that are teaching. And if you're listening out there and you're teaching, particularly in the public school, but charter school, even the private schools, you know, we are so grateful that you're there. And I know it's not easy right now, but to be a light. And I think that this is, Samantha, a little bit um, touching my heart a little bit more because my son is graduating uh, here in a couple months in music education, and he's he's going to be a music teacher. He's starting to apply for schools 
all around the state. And, and we're praying for him. And I'm talking to him about being a light in the school, it, that it's a ministry. It's more than just a job, but it will be a ministry. And uh, he's excited. Um, he's been doing his student teaching here in Greeley at Greeley Central. He loved it. He loved being okay. with the kids. He's at one of the elementaries, but it's so important. And so if you don't mind, we're going to pray for that, for Delta, the situation, and pray for the teachers as well, because they need our prayers and they need our encouragement uh, so much in the day in which we're in. So, Lord, I thank you for Samantha calling. And, Lord, as we hear about the Satan Club and in an elementary school, um, not a high school, but an elementary school. Lord, it's disturbing to see. And I pray that that would just fall apart. I pray that no one would show up. I pray that um, there would be no influence, that you would protect those kids. And Lord, um, that you would just, uh, Lord, bring light, not allow the darkness to penetrate that school and the students in their hearts. There's there's enough darkness that is out there. And Father, we just pray that you would stop it. And Lord, that um, there would be, uh, Lord, the community that would say, and the, the parents, that no, we don't want this. And so we just lift that all up to you, Lord. And I also want to pray for the teachers that are Christians, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless them, Lord. Um, it is not an easy day to be in the schools. And, Lord, that they would be a light. And a light doesn't always speak, but a light is seen. And I pray that they would be seen as, you know, just um, some someone who's different, the love of Christ in them, the light of Christ, the countenance of Christ on their face. And, Lord, that that would be a witness and then have an opportunity to follow up with that. I just pray you give them wisdom and strength, the teachers. And, um, Lord, we just pray that they would finish the year strong and that you would renew them and bless them um, in the place that they're in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks. Thanks, Samantha. Thank you Blessings. so much. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Pray for your teachers. Really pray for your teachers. Pray for, um, you know, our, our first responders. Uh, we need to pray for... Those that are in the hospitals, uh, those of you who are in, in health care, it was a rough season for you, continues to be. And uh, we just want to pray for those in the community that are serving others. Uh, we don't want to forget about them and lift them up in prayer. So very grateful for you. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. And then the text line is 720-336-0897. Put those numbers in your contact, and then you can pull it up. I'll repeat those numbers throughout the show. Uh, but when somebody hangs up, we got an open line. And uh, so grab that open line as we just continue through the show. We're going to go to Highlands Ranch. Dave? Hi, Dave. Hello. Hello. How are you? Thanks, Pastor. Excellent, Pastor. Yeah. Good. I'm, I'm witnessing to a Jewish person right now, and we're speaking regarding uh, Israel and the controversies and things that are going on there right now. And I told him how important it is uh, to, to accept Jesus. And he and he's written me another note, and he just says, when Jesus returns, what happens to Israel that denies that he is Messiah? That denies that he is Messiah? Correct. What happens to Israel when they deny that Jesus is the Messiah? Well, here's the interesting thing. When you read the, the scenario of prophecy, that that and you can read, for example, the book of Daniel. Uh, we just did a study on the book of Daniel. Daniel talks about the 70th week of Daniel. 
Daniel chapter 9, an amazing, amazing uh, chapter on end-time prophecy. And, and there's just a lot that's going to be going on. Here's the thing about Israel. Israel is really the the focus, the epicenter of end-time prophecy. And the prophecy was given. You could go into Ezekiel 36, 37, that they would come back into the land. They would rebuild the ancient cities, begin to plant the vineyards once again. We've seen a partial fulfillment of that. The ultimate fulfillment will be after the Lord comes back. But they've come back into the land. Ezekiel talks about the dead bones coming together to make a skeleton, and then uh, the muscles and the tissues uh, all come on that skeleton, and then God breathes life into them. It speaks about a nation that was dead that becomes alive once again. And it's an amazing prophecy that we've seen in our lifetime be fulfilled, Israel becoming a nation once again in 1948. So they were, as Rome came in in 70 AD, destroyed the Second Temple, the Jews were scattered, they ceased to be a nation, and for 2,000 years they're out of their homeland, and a miracle Mm -hmm. happens in May of 1948. They become a nation once again, just as the Lord said in Ezekiel 36, 37, just as the other prophets would say. Isaiah writes at the end of his book, can a nation be born in one day? Well, literally it happened. And so that was the super sign that we're in the last days. The end time clock began to tick. And we know that many of the end time prophecies, particularly in the tribulation period, cannot happen unless Israel is a nation, unless Israel is back in the land, back in the cities, is a physical, you know, nation once again. And we know that many prophecies you know, and it it would take the rest of the show to explain those prophecies, Ezekiel 38, the rise of the Antichrist um, that will come on the scene, the temple being rebuilt. A lot of these things depend on Israel becoming a nation. But with that said, we know that Daniel speaks of, that Old Testament prophets speak of, that when Jesus Christ comes back, that we know that their eyes are going to be open and they're going to recognize that Jesus is their Messiah. So they're not going to deny him. They're going to receive him. And then there, it's called the restoration of Israel, and um, and they will be a focal uh, point again in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. I want to read to you from Zechariah. You can share with him. It's Zechariah chapter 12. And okay. Zechariah, Zechariah is a good book, chapter 12, 13, 14, you might take them through. But it shall be in that day, this is chapter 12, verse 9, that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. And and I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me whom they pierced. Who's that? That's Jesus. Yes, they will mourn for him as one mourns for his only son, and grieve for his firstborn as one grieves for his firstborn. And in that day there shall be great mourning in Jerusalem. So it it speaks about how they're going to mourn when Jesus comes. Joel, you can read the book of Joel chapter 2, that they will blow fast when Jerusalem is surrounded in that last battle called the Battle of Armageddon. It looks like Jerusalem's going down. The Lord will step in and intervene for them. And even Jesus talked about the restoration of Israel in his um, when he came into 
Jerusalem. And when he came into Jerusalem, you know, in that last week before he's crucified, he wept over Jerusalem. And he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you, you know, to myself as a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing to come. And now your house is left to you desolate, and you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So even Jesus talks about the restoration of Israel. So you can go through the Old Testament, and because he is Jewish, you want to focus on the the passages in Isaiah. Uh, Jeremiah talks about the new covenant. You go in Jeremiah chapter 30, 31, 32, 33. Those chapters talk about the restoration of Israel. And, and just read it to him and talk to him about those things. Now, this whole discussion started with the controversy that's going on in Israel right now. He thinks Israel is going down, and I said Israel's not going anywhere, and he, he doesn't believe it. Well, it is interesting because there is concern, just like we have concern in our own country. And I was uh, I was reading uh, of a, a Jewish believer that, um, that I read some of his things, and he was just talking about how he was grieving the direction, the confusion, the division that's going on in Israel today. Um, yes. And it seems like there's security there, you know, because they are one that their their military, their security, their unity coming together has always kept them strong. And it seems like that it's, you know, turning more progressive, things like that. So that's a big concern, and that's what he's seeing. But here's the thing, that they're going to come to understand that um, they're going to call out on the Lord. And it isn't because of their great military that is going to see them through. It isn't because of their, you know, their technology is incredible, their innovation. Uh, mm-hmm. What they have done to the nation in the last 70 years plus has been absolutely incredible. But sure. it isn't because of them. It's going to be because of the Lord. And and the Lord's going to make himself more real. And we, we, you know, I believe that the Lord's preparing their hearts for when he comes back. And they're going to go through that time of, of tribulation. And Zechariah even speaks about it in chapter 14. Uh, Daniel speaks about it in chapters 10 and 11. It's going to be a dark, dark time. And in Daniel chapter 12, that is going to be tribulation that they've never seen before as a nation. Uh, but yet God's going to intervene at the end when they recognize that Jesus is truly their Mashiach when he comes back. So a lot that's there. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm trying to give him some hope. Hey, Dave, let's pray for him then. Father, we do pray. I thank you for Dave calling, and he's talking to his Jewish friend, and and Lord, I just pray that as he speaks these scriptures, there is hope. There's hope for the nation. Uh, There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be tribulation, but Lord, um, there is hope, and we know that, um, that Israel is in the center of God's plan right now in the last days, and I pray that you would open up his heart as he talks to his friend, the scriptures that are spoken and that he would know that his hope is in his true Mashiach, Jesus. And Lord, I do pray for, for you know, uh, for us that we would all keep our eyes on the Lord. And Lord, that we know that you're coming back soon and that our hope is in you. Uh, it's not in us, a political system, any of those things. It's in you. 
And so, Lord, we pray for spiritual awakening in our nation. Uh, we pray for uh, your preparation for Israel um, in, in the, you know, these days that we're in. Amazing to see your promises and your prophecy come to pass. And so, Lord, I do pray for his friend that his heart would be opened up and uh, the blindness would be taken away. He would come to know Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You bet. You bet, Dave. God bless you. Thank you. Lot there in the end time scenario, but always keep in mind that Israel is the focal point of end time prophecy. And, uh, you know, I do not buy into replacement theology that God is through with Israel uh, as a nation, that the church is doesn't just replace Israel, that the church is spiritual Israel. Uh, I don't believe the Bible teaches that at all. Uh, we know that God promised that they would be back in the land, inhabiting the ancient cities, back in the land as a nation, and that God still has a plan for them. He has a plan for the church as a plan for Israel. And I believe the plan for the church is he's going to rapture us before the tribulation period. He's going to take the church out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. So uh, just where we're headed, folks, keep your eyes on the Lord. Be sober, be awake, be watching, because Jesus said, I come at a time that you do not know. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Logan in New Mexico. Hi, Logan. Howdy. How are you? Hi, good. Good. Um, My question is about anointing. Like, is Uh it, does everybody get it? Is it? What, what do you mean, the, the anointing like, of the Holy Holy Spirit? Uh, I know. See, that's why I get confused. It's like in the Old Testament, people got anointed with oil. Yeah. But that speaks yeah. of the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Guess, and I you're just, right I in that. I just need an explanation on anointing and if it's like a permanent thing and all like a once. Well, I think what you're asking more than anything is the work of the Holy Spirit. And, and, um, so Logan, in a, in a minute or two, you're going to hear music as I'm explaining this. We'll go to break. And if I need to follow up, uh, we'll follow up because we're getting close to break and it's the only interruption of the show. But uh, I think what you're asking about is the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And we do know in the Old Testament, as you said, as you observe, that there's the anointing that would take place. They would anoint the priest, they would anoint the king, and they would anoint the prophets. Um, they all were three different offices. Uh, the king could not be a priest, um, and a prophet could be a priest. Uh, Jeremiah was a prophet. He was a priest. Uh, but they would be anointed for their ministry, and the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the New Testament, the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit, that we know that Jesus in that upper room, that he would um, he, he would say that the Holy Spirit is, is um, here to convict us of sin, righteousness, and judgment. That is, the Holy Spirit is with everyone, convicting us of sin. No one can come to Christ unless 
the Holy Spirit is drawing them and working in their lives. So the Holy Spirit, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, is to convict people of their need for Jesus Christ. And then Jesus said in John's Gospel, he breathed on the disciples, and he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit was in them, E-N, and they were born again. We know that it was in um, the book of Romans that Paul writes something very important. And again, we're about ready to go to break, but he writes that um, you're not a Christian unless you have the Spirit of God in you. So we're going to follow up with you. Stay on the line. If you're not, not of, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So we'll pick it up there. Give me a call. Got an open line, 303-690-3000. Be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you, Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you. And love for you to call and give me uh, your prayer requests. Ask your questions, 303-690-3000. You just heard that number, and uh, we'll see if there's an open line. When somebody hangs up, uh, you know that there's an open line. we got plenty of time in the show. Give me a call. Text line 720-336-0897. We're going to continue with Logan here in just a minute. I just want to, uh, while i got uh, time here, uh, before we go back to the phone lines, that we're studying the book of Philippians on Sunday morning, so come join us if you're in northern Colorado, a book of joy. Uh, and Paul's in prison. Uh, he grabs a pen and a scroll, and he begins to write to this church that he was very fond of, the church at Philippi. And he's in an uncertain situation. Uh, he's chained to a Roman guard. He's waiting to go on trial before Caesar Nero, and he doesn't know whether he's going to be released or he's going to be put to death. But he uses that word joy or rejoicing 19 times in four chapters. So we are learning so much, and we are seeing how it is that we can have joy in our lives, even in uncertain times. And I think that all of us that are listening right now, that we all want joy, don't we? We want joy in our lives, and joy is different than happiness. So we're talking about all of that. And then also how it is that we can have unity in the body of Christ, because there was some conflict that was going on. So very, very rich studies that are going on. CalvaryChapelGreeley.org. 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock. And then also just to let you know that uh, you can download our free app, Calvary Chapel Greeley, for the latest teachings and our podcast we just put on Spotify. I know a lot of people listen to Spotify. You can listen to our podcast there. Um, I am uh, kind of relaunching my blog to just uh, give you some encouragement. It's called Strengthening the Heart. Uh, the reason that I call it that is because Jesus said in the last days that men's hearts were fail. And I think that when particularly when COVID hit in that difficult time that we went through and coming out of COVID, that we see the the confusion and the difficulty and the challenges that is all around us personally and as a nation and in the world and all the voices and, and people's hearts are failing and they're more anxious than ever. They're more stressed out than ever. 
So that's why I call it strengthening the heart. And so uh, we'll be getting that out. And just to be an encouragement to you that God loves you and he's working and uh, to live for him. And uh, we're excited about that. The little devotions we're going to put out, looking at putting out our first book here soon uh, that um, that uh, I did. It's called Moving Forward in Difficult Days. So a lot of exciting things here and uh, to encourage you and bless you with. So uh, in the meantime, uh, we have the rest of the show uh, that we want to talk with you and talk about the things of the Lord. We're talking with Logan in New Mexico. Logan, you still there? Yes, sir. So we're talking about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit convicts everyone of, of their need for Jesus. The Holy Spirit is in the life of a believer as, you know, no one can call themselves a Christian unless the Holy Spirit is in them. But then in chapter 1 of the book of Acts, Jesus said uh, that you wait in Jerusalem for the, for the coming of the promise of the Father um, to come upon you, to empower you to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And that word upon means epi. So there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit to empower us to be his witnesses. And, and so that's the work of the Holy Spirit. We do see anointing in the New Testament. James writes about anointing um, for, uh, um, you know, if you're sick for healing. We know that Paul talks about anointing uh, Timothy being anointed uh, for his ministry, the laying upon of hands. And again, it just speaks of that anointing of the Holy Spirit that is working in our lives. So that's what the study that you can do on anointing that you see in the Old Testament, uh, as you see in the New Testament, and the work in, of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Yes, sir. Thank you. You're welcome, Logan. God bless you. It's an in-depth study. Don't have time to get into it all on the radio, but the Holy Spirit is with everyone to convict them of sin. The Holy Spirit is in the life of a believer. The, the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit coming upon. Uh, people ask, how does that happen? Just ask in faith. Jesus said that if you uh, you know, have a son that asks for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. How much more your Father, who is good, will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask, just receiving it by faith and the baptism, and then, you know, uh, just to empower us to live a life for Him. And I know there's different thoughts on that, but that's what I see in the Scripture, and I like to pass along uh, as I do my teaching um, and as uh, we talk about the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Texas. Michelle. Hello. Michelle, are you there? Hi, Michelle. Hi, yes, I am. Hello. Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on the line. Um, I'm calling because um, I want to see if maybe you can um, just pray about a situation that my husband and I, uh, we actually have to make a decision. Um, and I just want to make sure that, you know, we're just in God's will, and it's a pretty big decision. And, um, you know, we just, we would just like some prayer. Yeah, absolutely. We pray for you. And God wants to give you direction. And as you're praying about this big decision, you know, again, I, I've 
uh, had talked a little bit about it earlier in the show, um, that uh, it's interesting that in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah um, chapter 30, you might want to read that chapter. Uh, he's encouraging the people of God to come and seek counsel of the Lord. Um, and they were going to the world, to Egypt, during this time, and the Assyrians were threatening them. And Isaiah says, listen, why are you going to Egypt, to the world? Um, Pharaoh's wisdom is not going to help you. The fast Arabian horses are not going to uh, get you out of trouble. They're not going to help you as well. But he says this in verse 15 of the chapter, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. So number one, you go to him, which you are doing right now which you have been doing and going to the Lord in prayer. Second of all, that as you wait on him, he blessed are those who wait for him. And therefore the Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. So you're going, you're waiting for an answer. And I believe the Lord does want to answer you and direct you. He may give you direction through the word of God. I've talked to people here on the show that uh, they were reading a verse and they felt like the Lord was speaking to them saying, yes, this is what I'm supposed to do. The Lord really pressed this on me or the still small voice of the Lord um, that he's speaking to you. And then we see in verse 21 that your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way you walk in it whenever you turn to the right or to the, the left. And so the Lord does want to be that voice speaking to you and give you a peace that rules in your heart. Again, Colossians chapter 3 and that word rule means to make the call. So he wants to make the call. He wants to do that work in you um, and just guiding you and directing you. And we're going to pray for you, Michelle, you and your husband. Ish. You're just sensitive to hearing the voice of the Lord uh, direct you okay. in this big decision. And always remember this, and, and whatever big decision that it is, are you moving towards blessing? Are you moving towards wanting to please the Lord? Are you moving towards that which is good? You can look at and say, this is peaceable. This is good. This is, you know, um, not something that is going to uh, grieve the Lord or anything. You're just mis moving towards blessing. And that's where the Lord wants to move you as well. And okay. so, Father, I do pray for Michelle. I just pray that you would, her and her husband, as they got a big decision to make, that as you speak to them, it won't contradict your word or how they are to live, but as they're desiring to be in your will, that you would just honor them and and give them a peace that rules in their heart, uh, yeah. whether it's to go or stay or yes or no, or do this or don't do that. Uh, you know what they're praying about. And as they wait on you, that they would hear your voice clearly and Lord, that they would have um, just peace and they would just have some confidence that it's not confusing, it's not upsetting, it's not um, something that is done self-seeking, um, but Lord, it is something that is God-seeking and desiring to just be where you want them to be and how you want them to move forward. I pray that you would just make it clear to them and be that voice behind them saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I pray this yeah. in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thank you for calling. God bless you. God bless you. 
Hey, we got a couple open lines, plenty of time in the show. Maybe you need prayer. Maybe you need direction. You know, God wants to direct you. He wants to guide you. And it's what's wonderful about being a Christian. Sometimes there's a waiting on him. Um, but, you know, are you moving towards blessing? Are you moving towards that which, you know, is good? Um, are you moving towards that uh, which isn't confusing or self-seeking or envious, you know, doing it out of envy or conceit or anything like that, but you're just wanting to be where God wants you to be. And he's going to honor that, and he's going to speak to you, but go to him and wait on him and then listen to him as he speaks to you in that still small voice. A lot of decisions that we need to make in uh, our lives and then be in the word of God, because oftentimes you'll be reading and it's like, Lord, you're speaking to my heart through these verses or um, what it is that I'm reading and you can apply it in your life. So just want to encourage you that God does want, he cares about every area of our lives and he does want to lead you and guide you. Two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number to get you to me. And then the text line, 720-336-0897. We're going to go down south to Louisiana, to Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi. Hi, how are you? you? I'm good. What can we Um, do for you? I had a question um, and a prayer request after, but um, I was reading this morning in Mark, I believe it was Mark 13, where Jesus is talking to the disciples about um, his uh, the end times. And mm-hmm. it seemed that the first sign he mentioned, and I never had noticed it before, was that a, a sacrilegious object would be in place of the sacred object. Do you know what um, he was referring to then? Well, it's called the Olivet Discourse, and, is, and Mark follows a lot along with what Matthew, as they come to him, they said, what are the signs of the end? And right. he, they're up on the Mount of Olives. He gives them kind of this private briefing, if you would, um, that didn't stay long private because now we have it in the Word of God. But he said, take <laughs> heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will deceive many. So the very first thing that he says, and Matthew records is that there's going to be those that are come, come along, they're going to deceive, they're going to be, he re, is reiterating in this teaching called the Olivet Discourse, that there's going to be many false prophets that will come on the scene, many false teachers, there'll be those who will be deceiving. Um, so he warns against that. Um, and it's interesting, you can do a study, Monica, in the signs that are given here, he goes on to say that uh, kingdom will rise against kingdom. Uh, he goes on to say that you're going to be persecuted in this, you know, that's going to come. Um, then he goes on to speak about other things. And it's interesting, you can align them with Revelation chapter 6, what, what we see in the seals that are being opened up. And in these signs, it's it's birth pangs, right, Monica? Their birth pangs right. is what Jesus said. It's like when a, a woman's going to give birth to a child, she goes into labor. They're also called labor pains. Paul speaks about the day of the Lord is like labor pains, that as the birth of that child is getting closer, the contractions, the labor pains, happen more frequently and more intensely. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing, you know, there's always been earthquakes. There's always been false teachers. There's always been, um, you know, wars. Uh, there's always been those things that have taken place in the signs that Jesus is talking about. And 
they're going to become more frequent. They're going to, to become more intense until they come to birth in full culmination in the tribulation period. And that's where we're going to see the battle of Armageddon. That's where we're going to see, you know, all these things culminate that's going to lead to the coming of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. So he gives warning. He says that there's going to be not a few, but many that will come in my name saying, I am he, false Christ. And we do note that there's going to be one that will rise up in a tribulation period that's called the Antichrist, singular, that he's going to be a world leader that's going to command the world to worship him. And if you don't worship him, then you won't be able to buy or sell. Right. Right. That stuff always scares me. <laughs> but, well, but here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. And you said something that I think that a lot of people can feel. You said it scares me. We don't have to be afraid. We we don't as his children. All throughout the scripture is told that we don't have to be afraid. And one of the reasons we don't have to be afraid is because I believe that he's going to take you and I out, the church out, before the tribulation period, before that final seven-year period. I believe that he's going to take the church away into heaven and will be tucked away into heaven, and then we will come back with him. Now, we can be afraid, so to speak, you know, concerned for those who don't know the Lord. That's where, you know, it gets scary to kind of think about my loved ones. But that should give us the urgency to witness more you know, to really give the gospel, to really be praying. Uh, that's part of being sober and watching and being vigilant. Um, we don't want to go to sleep spiritually. We don't want to think that things are just going to continue on as nor- normal. There is no no more n- normal, is there? Um, we are no, rushing towards that. Yeah, rushing towards that time where the Lord is coming back. And we as Christians, we want to be about the the business of the kingdom and really be a vessel, a light of the gospel, a voice of truth, praying for our loved ones, um, because the Lord is coming back soon. Amen. Okay? Amen. And you said uh, you well, had a— Well, but still, uh, when he talked about this in the beginning, this was the part we would still be here, because he said, don't even go inside, you know, you've got to flee, and then after that, he was going to come take us up. But— so I'm just I'm I'm trying to avoid all the bad stuff. I want to I want to go. I'm ready. My ticket's ready. Yeah, your ticket's ready. And you know what we, you know, Paul said that the last days will be perilous times, and that those who live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Now there will be the tribulation saints that will be in the tribulation period, as well as the Jews that are going to go through the tribulation period that are going to be heavily heavily persecuted. And we know that persecution's been going on. These disciples that he's talking to went through persecution. Sure. We have brothers and sisters in in our you know, in our time in the Middle East, in Iran, in Afghanistan, um in Africa that they're being persecuted and uh so that persecution um is going to continue. And we could experience more persecution. We're not accustomed to it. I mean, we all go through some degree of persecution, uh, maybe with family members. But um, it may increase as we get closer to the return of the Lord. So you said you had a a prayer request? 
Yes. Um, a couple of friends of mine at church have started a little group um, we've uh, for healthy living and trying to adopt healthier lifestyles because we've kind of treated our bodies very poorly. And uh-huh. um, we've come to the realization that um, only God can heal us and bring us back to where we need to be and change our ways. So we just... Um, just started you know, I, and just are opening yeah. up to each other, and I would just like some blessings upon our efforts and and sure. uh, keep us keep us going. Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, Monica. Um, you know, the Bible says that exercise of the body profits little, and sometimes Christians can kind of dismiss that. But I think it's important to, you know, it does profit. He he's talking about yeah. eternity's <laughs> perspective and priority. Sure. But the thing is. You know, our bodies are the temple of God. And maybe I feel this way because I'm older. Um, I just had another birthday uh, last week, and I want to be healthy as much as I can so I can keep ministering as long as the Lord has me here. And exactly. and I think, you know, um, it, it is important for us to be healthy, to have good healthy habits, and to, you know— um, to move forward in that way. So, Father, I do pray for Monica and her group as they um, are, are looking at um, encouraging one another and others in healthy lifestyles. But, Lord, we do know that the um, to be healthy spiritually is a priority, to be taken in the Word of God. But, Lord, to be healthy physically as well, that they could continue as long as you have them here uh, to minister. And, um, and so, Lord... Um, our bodies are the temple of God to take care of that temple as much as we can. Uh, and uh, I know that, Lord, that um, things can happen, health issues happen, and your grace is sufficient. And um, we we know that um, those things unexpectedly come along. Uh, but, Lord, I do pray that as, as as much as we can to 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 take care of our bodies, the temple of God, as much as we can. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would uh, be with them, and, Lord, that they would just really emphasize, Lord, more than anything, your truth, your love, and uh, your graciousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Monica. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You bet. Absolutely. Let's go to Fort Collins. Jessica. Hi. How are you, Jessica? I'm good. I have a, a couple of questions and a prayer request. Um, okay. I feel like I'm, I don't know if I, I you know, I've been a born-again Christian for over 15 years, and I have some very basic rudimentary questions, and I feel like it's just, I don't know, maybe spiritual warfare and, and the enemy just creating confusion. But recently, I I don't know if I should be praying to... God the Father or God the Son, mm-hmm. and um, um, yeah, that's that's my first question. Okay. Well, what we have modeled in the Scripture, you know, they the disciples came and they asked Jesus, "Teach us to pray," which I think is interesting, Jessica. They didn't ask him, "Teach us to heal people," or "Teach us to preach a powerful sermon." They came and they said, teach us to pray. And you know why I think they did? It's because they saw Jesus praying so much. He'd be up on the mountain praying to his Father, 
You know, he spent so much time praying. So they said, teach us to pray. And then he gave a model. He said, this is how you pray our father, which was amazing because the religious leaders were so incensed that how dare Jesus say that God was his father. Um, you know, that really upset them. And, and now Jesus is saying, pray our father. And then he gives the model who art in heaven. Um, how you be thy name. You're, you're, you're speaking about relationship. You're speaking about, you know, the, um, that his name is to be uh, reverence is holy. But you go through that prayer. It's not a prayer just so we can repeat it, um, you know, in vain reputation, but it's a model for us how we can pray. And we see the prayers of the saints, you know, in the New Testament, Paul and Peter and others. But the model is given to us um, that we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus by the direction of the Holy Spirit, just guiding us and directing us as well as we pray. And so you pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But if you say, there's been times where I've just said, Lord, you know, Jesus, help me. And I, I believe the Lord honors that. Um, so we we have what uh, we see in the scriptures of praying to the Father in Jesus' name. And what that does is it reminds us of we have relationship with the Father. Paul would write in the book of Romans chapter 8 and also in the book of Galatians that we don't have the spirit of fear, but we have the spirit of adoption where we cry out, Abba, Father. And that word Abba literally means Papa. That uh-huh. we get to go to the Father and Jesus coming and dying on the cross, you being a born-again Christian, being forgiven, and you're a child of God, you have the spirit of adoption. So you have now forgiveness of sin. You have been brought into the family of God. You have the hope of eternal life, but also you have relationship with the Father. You've been reconciled to the Father, and that comes through Jesus because he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So me praying to the Father reminds me that I have the spirit of adoption, that I can cry out, Abba, Father, and cast my cares on him because he cares for me. That, that to me, is incredible. But there are times, yeah, you know, yeah. it all comes in the name of Jesus um, and because of Jesus and what he has done for me, because he saved me and I'm a child of God. But there's been times where I just said, Jesus, please help me. Um, there's yeah. been times where I've prayed, you know, Holy Spirit, I, I just need to be refreshed today. And um, But for the most part and most of the time, it's praying to the Father in the name of Jesus and one in the direction of the Holy Spirit. Even the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, as Romans chapter 8 says, when we're groaning and, and utterances that we don't fully understand. And the Holy Spirit is there um, to, to intercede on our behalf. Jesus intercedes to the Father as well on our behalf. That's a pretty good uh, tag team, isn't it? <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, yeah. to, you know, and so... Um, that's what we have in the scriptures, and it's wonderful. He invites us to pray. He invites us to come to him, you know, to be able. I was telling the fellowship this, um, Jessica, uh, that, you know, when you're praying for somebody, you're bringing their name before the throne of God. Isn't that incredible? So anyway, real quick, we only got a, a minute or two. Okay. Okay, so 
Okay, yeah. so perfect. Thank you. My my second question is, how do I reconcile? So I've been doing my uh, Bible in a year, and I'm heavy on the Old Testament, and I'm struggling, and I feel like the enemy's putting in doubt because it's hard for me to reconcile the Old Testament God with the New Testament God, the ceremonial cleansing, the laws of Moses. We still do we. Uh, acknowledge the Sabbath, you know, the tithing, there's 10% in the Old Testament. Like, and it just seems like they're almost two different. I know they're not, no. because God's the same today, yesterday, and no. forever, but I'm having a really hard time reconciling the two. Philip asked Jesus in that upper room, shows the Father that it may suffice us. And Jesus said, off, oh, Philip, you've been with me all this time. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And what he was saying, if you want to know what the Father is like, look at me. And the Father and I are one. So Jesus is the perfect representation of the Father. And sometimes we think that in the Old Testament, God is a mean, you know, God. New Testament, Jesus comes along, is kind of running interference and saying, oh, please don't hurt them. If you want to know what the Father is like, look at Jesus. He represents the Father perfectly. He's the invisible God, the the exact representation um, of God. Um, he's the only begotten of the Son, um, and he is the one that is, you know, uh, that, that shows us, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you want to know what the essence of nature is, look to me. So I wish we had more time, Jessica, but look at that. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, same God. So, hey, God bless you, everyone. Thank you for calling. Have a great evening. Keep reading the scriptures, keep growing in the word, and keep calling back with your questions on Calvary Live. God bless you. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.